Good everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I hope you are doing well as we get closer to Thanksgiving and the end of the year. It's my favorite time of the year, and this program, as I've explained many times, we talk about uh, things of interest to Catholics in North Texas. Oftentimes, it's lighthearted things like people writing books and, you know, children's books, or we talk about events, and every now and then, we have to talk about some of the uh, more serious topics uh, because, uh, you know, this is part of our world and there's evil out there and we like to bring attention to things that are happening uh, not only in North Texas but around the world. And in this case, it's uh, somebody that I have come to know and respect and appreciate very much because she's so passionate about this particular topic. And when you learn what it is, you understand and certainly uh, understand why she is so passionate. Her name is Augustina Madu Odidika, Odidika, and she is from Nigeria, and she is part of a community. In fact, she is the coordinator of the indigenous people of Biafra uh uh, Fort Worth. And uh, if you don't know, or if you haven't heard the previous interviews, uh, there's some uh, very tragic things happening to Christians in this region of Nigeria, and that's what we want to draw attention to. So uh, I'll call you Tina. That's what you typically go by. So um, Tina Madu Odidika, thank you for coming into the studio. Good to see you again. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. It's nice to see you. Yeah, and I said many times, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. As little old me, you know, I got a little platform, a little, a couple radio shows, and I just try to do what I want to do. I appreciate so much you and Charles and the others from the group. Uh, you care so much about this issue, and even though it's a, a world away, uh, give us the latest update. First of all, uh, tell us about Biafra. That's a region of uh, Nigeria. Tell us about the Biafra region and what well, the significance of that of that uh, word. Currently, we are encased into, inside that uh, space called Nigeria. And we belong to the southeastern part of Nigeria. We are generally Igbo people of Nigeria. And there are many clans of Igbo people who live in this part of the world. And the Igbo people of that part of the world claim and know that we descend from Israel. We are descendants of Elohim, and as we know, we are worshippers of Elohim as well. And as we have, uh, time has kind of progressed, we have become Christians, many of us are Jews, and we worship in these ways, and I know that our ancestors worshipped in a way that was probably um, similar to the way that has been recorded in the Old Testament, in the Torah. And the Elohim is a name for God, right? The God of the Jews, who we know is also the God of Christians, right? Uh, yes. They, they did not have the fullness of revelation, and they didn't know about Jesus at the time. But, uh, okay, so when we talk about Elohim, it's Yahweh, it's, uh, it's, 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 the it's, it's, God, God. it's God, the God our Father, yes. The okay. same God, God the Father, uh, Elohim, we call him Chuku Okike Abiyama in our language. And Chuku Okike Abiyama simply translates into God who is, and if you come close to him, you know him. Yes, okay. That's the transliteration of that word, those words. But anyway, so that's where we are. We are located in the southeastern part of Nigeria, and we are in the Bight of Biafra. If you look on the map, ancient maps of 
the world and that part of the world, you see the bite of Biafra. And that's who we are. We are Biafrans. And we have tried in the past to become independent from Nigeria after the, um, uh, the English people came um, and put us together. Uh, if you remember the uh, scramble for Africa that happened many, many centuries ago when uh, Europeans came to Africa and kind of put different nations of Africa, different tribes together. That's when we will march together, different nations, the Duduwa nation, the Biafrans, the Ariwa nations of the north put together and called Nigeria. And so we have been in that space in, in that country for a long time. But in 1967, uh, one of the leaders of our nation then, Biafra, um, because of <laughs> problems and uh, that arose in how to govern, how to be, how to live life and how to live progressive life in Nigeria, they had an accord that was agreed upon, and to come home to uh, implement that accord, our leader demanded what was assigned in that accord. And, of course, the Nigerian people, the rest of the Nigerian people said no, simply because we controlled or our land holds the most important commodity in the world at that time, oil and gas. And so they didn't want to give us the opportunity to make use of the resources in our land. And so today they still hold us down. They still hold us hostage because of the resources in our land. The land, the oil that Nigeria produces, more, more than 90% of it come from Biafra land. And that is the only reason that the English uh, monarchy at that time and the English government in the United Kingdom is still holding Nigeria together because of the resources of our land. And how big is that, That you say, southe um, southeastern portion of Nigeria? Are we talking the size of Texas or uh, uh, Arkansas? Is it, is it big geographically? Probably, and, uh, probably more than like, likely to be about the size of Arkansas, not Texas, okay, because so. all of Nigeria is a little more than the size of Texas. Oh, okay. the, whole, the whole country? Yes, okay. the whole country. Oh, okay, that and puts it in little more, Yeah, a little more than the size of Alaska. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. In, 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 yeah. in land mass. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's less than the size of uh, of uh, Texas. And how many Biafrans are there, and are they all Christian? Uh, to be a Biafran is to be a Christian, is that right? To be a Biafran is mostly to be a Christian, a Jew, or an, a worshiper of uh, Chukwuki Kabiyama. Okay, yes. so we get, you talk about these evil people. There are people that are oppressing it. It sounds like part of it's economic. They want the oil. They got, you got, you say, uh, what, 90%, 90, 95% that oil comes to this region. Yes. And part of it is also religious. They don't like the fact Very that... Very much so. And they're Muslims. They're uh, Muslims. Okay. The Muslims from the north were given the power by those people, the, the colonizers, the, uh, the people who came. Uh, the British Empire well, gave them the power to become the rulers of Nigeria and have given them power and they have now uh, internalized it so much that they think that they are, they're the only ones who can have power in Nigeria. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. 
presently they are still in power in the person of we we think that he's dead uh Muhammad Buhari who is the uh, uh, president right now of Nigeria of Nigeria is a fulani and he has vowed to make sure to make Nigeria a sharia state altogether mm. and convert Nigeria into an islamic Fulanized Islamic nation. Oh wow! So, Obviously, that's a threat to people of Afra. That's and, a, a threat uh, to Christians. To Christians everywhere. Yes, everywhere I had no idea that the leader of Nigeria is a Muslim who yes, supports Sharia law. Yes. So here you are, and your folks with uh, the indigenous people of Biafra living in Fort Worth under uh, better circumstances. Nothing's perfect. It's been a rough year for everybody. But, Much better. So you're trying to raise awareness among people of the United States, especially here in North Texas, that atrocities are happening to the Baffin people in Nigeria. So what's, what's daily life like? Uh, there, I know there have been murders and uh, horrendous things happening. What, what is the situation for these folks right now? The situation right now is that they have a, a Nigerian police. Uh, there's a, a squad called the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, uh, SARS, in the Nigerian police force. They have engaged in kidnappings, in murders, in rapes, in theft, in torture, humiliation, detention of people throughout the, since they were formed, somewhere in the nine, 1990s. And because it has escalated to such point, people started protesting their existence and how they have oppressed the people. And recently, because of that, recently, um, the protests just spilled into the streets where they started uh, protesting the governor's uh, mansion in Lagos State, in all different parts of Nigeria. And they were ordered, the military was ordered, and we think is by the government, by the president himself. Because remember, police in Nigeria is not state by state. It is a federal okay. entity. Yeah. So they ordered the military people to go to particular places where these young men and women and people were protesting and started shooting mm. live ammunition and killed many people. And that's the biggest thing that has happened recently. Mm -hmm. And that did not stop there. Some of the governors in their different capacities then invited military people to come and break up the, the protesters in their different states, especially in River State in Biafra land. River State, one of the states in Biafra land, invited Mr. Uh, Governor Wike, invited the military, and they went even from house to house to house, dragging people out, telling them that because they were instigators of the protest, they were shot dead cold blood pulled out of their houses and killed. And they burned churches. They burned mosques. No, they didn't burn mosques. They burned Jewish temples. Oh, really? Okay. Anybody who isn't Muslim. Anyone yeah. who is not Muslim yeah. was yeah. attacked. Yeah. Exactly. And, and is there, other than this obvious persecution that's going on, can people be Afro go to Sunday Mass, uh, <laughs> especially in 2020? I don't know if COVID, what the restrictions are down there with all that. What, what is, uh, are, are people able to worship freely in, in, in Niagara, the last in, in Nigeria? Time, yeah, but the last time I spoke to you, I remember that we mentioned about Sunday worship that was interrupted. Yeah. Because they were having exercise before Mass 
and it was between it was a, another in another uh, location in Enugu State. In Enugu State, the young men were just exercising before they went to mass. There was like seven o'clock mass in early in the morning, and military people came and shot twenty one young men dead. Mm. So that kind of fear. Yeah. will stop you from even when you're trying to go to mass and when you try to go to worship uh, you measure your steps you make sure you uh, survey your surrounding before yeah. you move so people have fear in their hearts even when they're just doing the right thing like going to mass or going to the market or even going inside your house to to sleep because many villages are sacked at night mm-hmm. the military and the Boko Haram they now have rehabilitated Boko Haram into the military in Nigeria. So these people have killing in their brain. They just want to wipe out Christians. Remember, they call us infidels because yeah. we're infidels. We're just like animals. We're yeah. not even human beings. Yeah, they don't even recognize. They don't recognize you as a human being, so they kill you anytime. Yeah, uh, my guest is Augustina Madu Odidika, and she is the coordinator of the Indigenous People of Biafra in Fort Worth, and she has been here a number of times, and as you can tell, has a great passion, and uh, for obvious reasons, that there's such horrible things that are happening in. Uh, that this portion of Nigeria, as uh, she has explained, they also have monthly meetings. Uh, and some people who are not, even if you don't, are not African or you're not part of Biafra, and you, you can still go and, and be educated about this. So we'll tell you more information about that uh, as well. This is the interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And so... Uh, so, so again, like I said before, a lot of people listening to this are, are thinking, okay, we've got a lot of problems here in America and we got, you know, the election turmoil and, uh, you, you know, the threat of religious persecution isn't this bad. What, um, what can the average person do who's listening right now who wants to do their little part to, to help? Well, what would you suggest? Your little part to help us is to make sure that you're praying for yourself for us Christians in the United States of America that it never comes to this, and also to pray for our brothers and sisters scattered around the world, everywhere, especially those in Nigeria. Every Christian in Nigeria is facing persecution on a daily basis. It's real. You can be kidnapped. You can be killed just because you're a Christian. They go to churches frequently, on a Wednesday when they're worshiping, on a Tuesday when they're worshiping, even when they're saying rosary, people, armed men, and can go into churches and kill at will because they perceive Christians and worshipers of Jesus Christ as people who are infidels. That's what they call us, infidels, because we do not believe in Allah. Mm. So... Take it seriously. Take your faith seriously. This is the stuff that people are dying for every day in Nigeria. Yeah. Just because they're Christians. And that has never deterred anybody from saying that I'm a Christian. We simply put on our Christianity when we wake up in the morning and never lay down. Even when we lay down, we lay down as Christians. So be proud to be a Christian because people are willing to die for this Christianity. And we... We pray in public, whether they like it or not. Fearlessly, we must defend the cause of Christ. As we say in the Catholic Church, we are the church uh, militant. We are here 
to proclaim that we are Jesus Christ's disciples and no one can stop us. Not the Sharia law in this space called Nigeria and not anything else. And as Biafrans, we believe in Jesus Christ because we have our origin in Yahweh, in God. Uh, we have a connection all the way to Israel. We can tell you how we migrated into that part of the world. And because of that, we simply cannot put our uh, identity as God's children aside. And if they kill us because of that, so be it. But we are willing to fight back. We are willing to fight back and continue to proclaim Jesus in that space. Amen. Tell us about the meetings, those listening, if whether they're from Africa or not, from Nigeria or not. Uh, when, when do you meet? Where do you meet? And uh, what happens at the meetings? We used to meet physically uh, every month, second week of the month, every month um, as a group. But now we meet on Zoom and uh, anyone who has questions to ask about the indigenous people of Biafra can come to that meeting on Zoom. And maybe I will be allowed to publish my telephone number that you can call me mm-hmm. or call our deputy. Uh, my deputy is Mwada Chioma Imo Kronko. And uh, my telephone number is 682-552-3333. If you're interested to attend our meeting to ask questions about what you can do to help us, because as I speak, Today is Tuesday. My people are going out about their business, but in fear. Uh, but the fear does not paralyze us. The fear only makes us stronger to make sure to continue to proclaim that word and do that name of Elohim, Chukwokikabiyama, and believe in what we believe that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, have come to set us free. And free indeed, that's all we are asking for. We're asking for the freedom of our people to let us be our own nation in that area of the world, be called Biafrans and not Nigerians, because we believe that the name Nigeria was given to us by by the man and the lady Flora Shaw and the Lord Lugard in hatred, actually, to call us nigger area and that is what we protest we protest that we don't belong to that that is not a nation that so that, we, that was a, uh, a is a bias. Bad, bad term in the it first place it is a bad term yeah it sounds so much like the the word people would say yeah would not people, say yeah that, that's correct <laughs> yeah yeah so that, that's a yeah it's that's interesting one of that the, the name of that country remains exactly that way. Yeah. That's what we want. We're protesting against that, and we're protesting that we're a different nation from the other nations in that part of the world, yeah. and that we want to be on our own. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to leave it at that. Uh, I want to repeat uh, uh, Augustina Madu Oditika's phone number, 682-552-3333, 682-552-3333. And again, she is the coordinator of the Indigenous People of Biafra of Fort Worth, and they meet uh, the second Sunday uh, via Zoom right now, so you can call her and find out how you might be able to get connected to that. Thank you so much for coming in, uh, and we appreciate the update 
updates, and we will certainly continue to pray for uh, the people of Biafra uh, in the, the, the current struggle that they're enduring right now. So th- thank you, Tina, for being here. Thank, thank you, Dave. There's a particular prayer that I always say, and uh, uh, Catholic people, we, I am Catholic, Catholic people, we believe in this prayer. Save, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Amen. Amen. Thanks uh, to Diane Xavier also. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have uh, ideas for future broadcasts of the interview of the week, uh, you can contact me directly. And my phone number is, I mean, my email is davepalmer at grnonline.com. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. The Holy Spirit Catholic Parish in Duncanville's first annual Christmas market and family fundraiser will be held outdoors on Saturday, December 5th from 8.30 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. The market will feature arts and crafts, vendors, food, music, games, the holiday hustle fitness challenge, a flea market, the giant rolling out the new carpet raffle drawing, and lots more. Make plans to join us on Saturday, December 5th at 1111 West Daniel Dale Road in Duncanville. To be a vendor or for more information, please click the Christmas market tab at HolySpiritCatholic.com. Hello, Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Lindzen or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. My name is Dave Palmer, Executive Director here at the station, along with the host of this program. I love doing this because I get to inform you and educate you about good things happening here in North Texas in the local Catholic world. Diane Xavier is running our board, and uh, we have uh, at least one return guest here, somebody that I've interviewed over, gosh, well over a decade now, uh, Randy Bolig serves as executive director, also founder of Loretto House in Denton. Their website, LorettoHouse.org. And uh, they have just been for 13 years now doing great work in helping women in crisis pregnancies and just blessing so many people. And he recently brought on a new director of development by the name of Cindy Vasquez. And she reached out to me and said, there's some interesting things going on and we're going to be having a grand reopening soon. And so, and I said, hey, let's talk about it. Let's do an interview. So we got both of them (laughs) on the line. So Randy and Cindy, thanks for being on the program today. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for the invite, Dave. I I always enjoy visiting with you. Yeah, likewise. And Randy, let me start with you. I never want to assume that everybody listening says, oh, yeah, I know about Loretto House. I know what they they do. So let's just kind of establish the interview, first of all, by just saying, tell us a little bit more about the purpose, the mission, the history of it uh, for the last 13 years, if you could. Yes, Dave. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Loretto House is entering our 13th year as a Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center, and we are in Denton, and we were started um, to serve the, the women in the community, and we're much more than a Pregnancy Resource Center. Uh, we actually serve women through their pregnancy and up to 36 months after the child is born with a full array of services, uh, including a, a large curriculum of about 140, 150 um, different 
courses for improving her parenting skill or her pregnancy situation. Uh, we've had tremendous growth, and we've been very blessed with the opportunity to purchase our present facility and also expand. And that's what we're involved in now is the expansion of the Denton facility. Uh, we were serving so many women. Uh, as I recall, in 2019, I believe our individual sessions were over 4,600. Oh, wow. And we're on track this year to have about 6,000 individual sessions with our, our guests. And also, as far as material goods, uh, last week I think we distributed over 6,000 diapers plus the other accessories that go with that, the wipes, the clothing. So it's uh, the need is tremendous in our community, yes. especially with the COVID situation. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that in a second, about how you're adapting to 2020 and the, the COVID pandemic. I had one other quick question for you, Randy, before we talk to Cindy and get to know her a little bit. Uh, as I recall, because Catholic Radio started around that same time, we started in 2006, you were about 2007, 2008, and I recall that you were a, a successful home builder, and I'm sure you know life was going pretty well, and all of a sudden, you kind of transitioned into this. Uh, what, what was the motivation to, you know, back then, to, to begin this in the first place? Something that probably had a lot of uncertainty about it, uh, and I, th- I think you, you gave yes, up a successful uh, career to do it. What was the motivation? Well, that was uh, our Blessed Mother placing the message on the heart of my wife that there was a desperate need for a Catholic pregnancy center in Denton. And it was just something that after prayer, uh, Laurie and I discerned that really if we didn't do it, we didn't see anyone else that might do it. So it was <laughs> it was kind of like uh, getting hit upside the head softly with uh, the rosary <laughs> from our Blessed Mother. So it, it was just a call that um, we had to do this. Yes. Well, I'm glad you did. I know a lot of I, I, those numbers are staggering, you know, that, that you said as far as how many sessions and how many people have been, even during the COVID year. Uh, all right. Cindy Vasquez oh, yeah. is the new director of development. She has been on the job for about a month now. And Cindy, um, <laughs> congratulations on your new position. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself uh, personally and uh, perhaps a little bit of your background professionally as well? Um, most definitely. I've worked in the new business development, marketing, analytics for the past 20 years. Uh, I've also been a uh, not only a member, but an officer of our local Lady Knights group out of Council 4771. Uh, we've continually supported Loretto House uh, through donations, through diaper drives, um, everything within its mission for, for, uh, for several years. I truly believe that I was led to Loretto House <laughs> to speak to Randy one afternoon, and it's been a, a blessing and an honor to and a privilege to be here to come to work every day uh, with the chapel and our Lord's presence here and the work that the advocates do. Uh, it's been an honor to become a part of the crew and be an advocate myself now, and um like I said, it's truly been a blessing and an honor. Um, my husband and I have been married for over 20 years, and uh, we have four children, three grandchildren. 
we live out in the country uh, on a small little farm. So uh, this is just kind of added to the piece of the craziness of the development world that I've worked in for quite some time in downtown Dallas in Plano. So uh, we live close to Denton or close to these universities here. And with the universities here is a growing population of young women that uh, the need for what we do seems to be growing every day, especially in the light of COVID. It's just been um, eye-opening coming into this with Loretto House. Yes, and uh, the website, again, for everybody who wants to visit and learn more about Loretto House of Denton is lorettohouse.org, lorettohouse.org. I'm talking to Randy Bullock, Executive Director, and Cindy Vasquez, the new Director of Development. And, Cindy, in a moment, I'll ask you to share with our listeners ways they can help you financially and otherwise. I know the prayer support is so necessary as well. Uh, Randy, uh, you mentioned about the expansion and uh, the the just... Uh, so many women and people in need of the services that you're offering. Can you give our listeners a little bit of more information about the expansion, why it was necessary, and uh, where, where you are in, 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 in the, what phase of expansion right now? Sure, sure. Uh, what's amazing is our original facility had about 3,300 feet, and we were just bursting at the seams. We didn't have enough space for storage. We didn't have enough counseling rooms. And so the need to add on uh, was very evident. So we uh, started the campaign, and we're under construction, and we're doubling the size to about 6,600 feet. And we hope to obtain our certificate of occupancy to occupy the full building probably within about three weeks. But what's amazing, you know, the numbers I was sharing with you, that's all been done in our present facility so you can imagine when we actually expand and someday are able to have our guests returning uh, I, I just can't imagine because the need is just so intense mm-hmm. um, so it's it's been a true blessing and also uh, this year we were blessed with a gift of a uh, piece of property in Flower Mound we had a benefactor that uh, very much wanted a Loretto house in Flower Mound. So that project uh, is in the hands of the architect right now, and we will be constructing about a 6,500-square-foot facility, and it's uh, close to Morris and Cross Timbers, very, very good piece of land. Mm. And we're hoping we can break ground about March of next year on that. So there'll be a lot of news coming on that and that will that facility will probably serve about as many women as we do in our Denton facility. Yeah. And you talk about the great need and obviously you don't want to ever have to turn anybody back. How are people hearing about you? Uh how do you publicize and get the word out about the about what what you're doing? Well, a tremendous amount of women that come in are are from referrals. Yeah. We get referrals from family members, from local organizations, from the schools, uh, also the Internet. Uh, most of the women that we serve, their means of communication is their iPhone. And so if you look at, uh, say, a, a college student, uh, with our, our analytics, we've found that over 90% of the visitors to our website are on a mobile phone device. So we have to coordinate our 
targeting of our advertising. And we spend a lot of money on Google ads because we're competing with Planned Parenthood, uh, who is also targeting uh, with their advertising. So we want to put our message of hope out there, and it it just costs money because uh, Google uh, is really the only game in town to access the the women we serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, may be changing as people get more uh, disappointed in Google (laughs) and the censoring, but uh, you're right. As of right now, that's the search engine that people are going to, but uh, I think the times are changing, so you might be uh, having some different options here, hopefully. Uh, Cindy, I mentioned about an opportunity to talk to our listeners about your needs, financial and otherwise. Do you need volunteers, uh, prayer support? Uh, well, Well, how can people help you? Before COVID, yes, we would definitely say volunteers. Uh, right now, it's though, it's just through our capital campaign as we get through uh, with our expansion here within our existing facility, the new facility coming up at Flower Mound uh, that we're eager to break ground on. Uh, and a big push um, we ask right now, especially in the light of uh, December coming up, is our Amazon wish list that we have for our guests. There are some organizations that are either limiting or canceling their services um, to be able to provide car seats. Uh, they're definitely in needs of bassinets and cribs. So please encourage people to look at the Loretto House Amazon wish list, uh, and those directly affect or are given to guests that are in need of them. So we ask that they continually look at that and also be watching out or giving us a call to be able to know how they can help with the capital campaign. Because to be able to do this expansions, the need is so great. We need to be able to provide a facility that we can get enough advocates in to be able to take care of the, the needs of our guests that are coming in right now. It's just been, it's, Steadily growing about 10% every week, we're seeing more and more people that are uh, needing our services that we provide. Yeah, that's a, that's a so, good problem to have, right? But you have to have the resources to be uh, able to handle it all. Uh, Randy, exactly. you, we've referred to some of the challenges of 2020 and the pandemic. How have you and your staff adapted to this year? Sounds like the, the, the need is still there. Uh, what, 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 what has 2020 been like for you guys, and how have you adapted? Wow. <laughs> it's an amazing <laughs> roller coaster. We started out, I think, in February. We we closed on, or actually in March, uh, we closed on the purchase of our building right before the pandemic. And then all of that hit, and we had to adapt the method that we serve our guests. And we went to Zoom, which really worked out very good for our guests because many of them had transportation and childcare issues. So the ability to take our advocates literally into the home via Zoom has has really helped to uh, increase the, the number of uh, opportunities to serve our guests in the home. Now, although we couldn't bring them physically in, in most cases, what we did was we had a drive up, uh, and it's quite successful that we would prepackage their diapers, all their material goods, 
and they would arrive at a predetermined time, and the advocate or one of our helpers would take it out to the curb. So we had curbside service, (laughs) and it's quite a sight to see all of the bags lined up down the hallway, Uh, and typically we'll serve 30 to 35 women per day. Wow. uh, We have adapted, uh, and I think that we may be doing this through maybe next year sometime before we're able to actually fully bring people back in without no health precautions. Yes. And you had mentioned, uh, Randy, before we started recording about your wife, Lori, who I know was very, very, very instrumental in inspiring this in the first place and her work in hospitality and especially how she's working so hard during the COVID pandemic. Can you tell us about what Lori's doing? Yes. uh, Before COVID, um, she had a group of ladies who would come in once a week and sometimes more, and they made handmade personal items for our guests. And this is something that is so unique and beautiful to Loretto House, is that every guest leaves with a handmade gift. And it's something that is really special for our women because we want to elevate their dignity We want to show them that they are loved and cared for. And Laurie, she's so creative. Um, Gosh, just uh, dozens and dozens of special items. Now what's happened, she doesn't have her volunteers now because they can't come into the building. So she's literally doing this by herself at home. Uh, Every evening she's uh, working on something new. So... uh, She's, she just dedicated that hospitality is so critical to the way that we serve women uh, because oftentimes uh, in her life, the, the women's life, they aren't treated with much dignity. And we hope that Loretto House is a, a sanctuary for her, that uh, she will feel loved. Yeah, that definitely. And I, again, want to remind everybody, this is the interview of the week. We're down to our last few minutes. I'm speaking to Randy Bollig, the executive director and one of the founders, along with his wife, Lori, of Loretto House of Denton and the website, LorettoHouse.org. And also their new director of development, Cindy Vasquez, joining us as well. Cindy, um, have I know that you were going to have a grand reopening in December and then uh, due, so due to some circumstances, you've had to postpone that a bit. Uh, do you have a, a date for the grand reopening or uh, are tours allowed or uh, virtual tours or how can people learn more about what you guys are doing there? We are looking into doing a virtual tour. We're uh, still in the process of getting the, the details ironed out. And, uh, of course, we do have to wait for the completion to be able to do the virtual tours. But uh, definitely be watching our website as well as our Facebook site. We will definitely let everybody know when we have the opportunity to kind of at least open up the portal virtually, if anything. Uh, We did also want to mention that uh, we do have a new role within Loretto House, our Director of Doula Services, and she did get to assist in her first delivery this past week as a uh, delivery coach for one of our guests. Uh, It was very exciting. This young girl would not have had the opportunity to have any of her family members or anybody else there at the hospital with her, so we were able to send our doula out 
uh, for a 20-hour mission oh, wow. <laughs> to be able to welcome this new one into the world. Yeah. So uh, we definitely want to get out the word that we do have a doula on staff, and we're planning on growing the service uh, to a lot of these guests that would not have the opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Cindy, thanks so much for uh, initiating this and being in touch with me. Uh, we want to continue to be of service uh, to you and every, everybody at Loretta House any way we can with the radio station. Randy, I'll give you the last word. Is there anything else or a final <laughs> message for our listeners uh, uh, about anything that perhaps we haven't mentioned already about Loretta House? Gosh, I, I would just say uh, please continue to pray for our mission, pray for our moms, uh, this is a very difficult time for many women, and uh, we're still seeing, uh, like Tracy said, just an increase in the needs. Uh, keep us in your prayers, and if you can support us financially, we do appreciate that. Um, as we serve more and more women, the uh, cost to provide those services also uh, goes along with that. So uh, we thank all of our benefactors who have brought us to this point, and uh, we just pray that uh, they will be able to continue and our mission will grow. All right, very good. Well said. Thank you, Randy Bolig, and also Lori, who wasn't on the interview, but uh, has just done a mm-hmm. tremendous job, especially in hospitality to all the, the women being served by the Loretto House. Cindy Vasquez, again, congratulations to you on the new position, and we ask everybody listening to please support Loretto House in any way that you feel inspired to do so, either financially or through your prayers, or eventually they'll be bringing volunteers back, hopefully sooner rather than later, but you can check all the developments of Loretto House at their website, LorettoHouse.org. So thanks to both of you. It's great catching up with you. Thank you very much, Dave. Dave. You have a blessed day. Yes, and thanks to Diane Xavier for running the board and producing this program, for her help with it. And if you have any suggestions for future interviews, please be in touch with me and let me know what's going on. If it's local and Catholic, we want to hear about it, and we want to spread the good news across North Texas here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. My email address is Palmer at grnonline.com. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for Rosary Missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. 
Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband Bill and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Tarrant County residents, are you over 65 or disabled and struggling to find reliable transportation? If so, Catholic Charities Fort Worth Transportation Services wants you to know that they can help. They provide rides for medical appointments, shopping, and social visits. You can give them a call at 817-336-8714, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., to see if you qualify. That's 817-336-8714 or online at catholiccharitiesfortworth.org backslash transportation. Hello, this is Julie Carrick, host of We Sing Our Faith on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to share with you a song from my album, Shades of Grace, the song Mother of Grace. Of course, it is the Hail Mary set to music, as well as that beautiful prayer of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the Memorare. So from Shades of Grace, Mother of Grace. And of course, more information can be found at WeSingOurFaith.org or JulieCarrick.com. Now, Mother of Grace. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord our God is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. You feel sad. 
for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 